Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. Amen. What a great day already. God is good. I've checked the book, and we're still on the right side. (laughs) God's winning and the devil's losing. So you're in the right place, and we're going to continue to do that. If you get down, it's all right. Get up. If you need help getting up, give somebody a call and uh, get up. There's a lot of pressure in the atmosphere, but God is greater. Amen. I'm so grateful. God is so good. I want to preach a message this morning on the theme of winning while you wait. Winning how, while you wait. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1, uh, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sosthenes, or Nes, our brother, it's a difficult name. And so isn't it amazing and isn't it wonderful? Even at that point, this man had come to the Lord under the ministry of Paul and uh, they become brothers. And that's what the kingdom is. We have the opportunity in the kingdom to have family. This is a family thing. And family is through Christ. That's the best way family is shown. is through the body of Christ. And we're grateful for that. And he'll do that for all of your life. He's such a good God. So he's writing. And he's writing to the church. It says to the church of God, which is at Corinth. To those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. I'm going to look at that for a moment and uh, look at this again. To the church at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. Brother and sister, this is an upgrade. It's one thing to be saved. It's something else <laughs> to, be, uh, to be sanctified. It's something else to have that, that upgrade of what God wants to do for us. He didn't just want to get your name on the roll. He wanted to give you the experience of walking with him and and beginning to develop the relationship that you have with him. You know, we could go to God and say, God, I know you already know my my issues or you, you already know my needs and not even engage in the prayer process because you already know, but that's not enough. It's not enough for us to be settled with, okay, God knows it. Now, what is God going to do with it? And how is he going to invite you in it? 
that he says, those that were sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. That's a major upgrade. Saints is greater. Amen? Than sanctified in Christ. And so, God is doing something great. And so, this is a major upgrade. We're just already in the kingdom of God. And so many times in the kingdom of God, we say, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not really doing much. Oh, I teach a Sunday school class, you know, on this week of that month and, and, and those things. But I'm not really uh, doing much. God, get back in the groove here. <laughs> uh, but you know what? God, that's easier. God values what you've done. And he values what you're, you're going to do. You've come into this place uh, through the kingdom of God. God gave his son, and we received his son. And now we honor his son, and we follow him. And now he's saying to the church that is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, Called to be saints. Amen. So much better than an apostle is to be a saint, a saint of God. And that's what God wants to do uh, with all of us. And so he says, in every place, call on the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. Verse 3, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which is given to you by Christ Jesus. So Paul is getting to know this church. The Corinthian church is one of the greatest churches. Had more people in it than uh, most of all the others uh, did, and I believe maybe the, uh, the, the biggest church that was there. And so uh, things were going well. People are serving the Lord. It's not too long. Uh, from the time that Jesus was walking on the earth and that Jesus was giving up his life and that Jesus rose from the dead and that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And now here they are and now here we are. Amen. 2,000 years later, here we are. And we have, we have given praise to the Lord, uh, you know, when it's time to praise the Lord that we've reached out and gave and put money in the offering plate to help somebody in need or to keep the church going on. See, what we want to do, we want to win this thing, right? We want to win this thing. And uh, what I want to preach to you about is that winning while you wait. This is not the time to get into wait mode. This is the time to arise, this is the time to go beyond what you've already gone beyond. This is the time for you, if with however that you can, to just come a little closer to the Lord. Amen. The United States needs Christians that know it's not just religion, that we have become the sons and daughters of God Almighty by our faith in Jesus Christ. And God gave that to us. Because we believe. People say, well, 
all I do, I just believe in Jesus. That's a big thing. Billions and billions of people do not call on the name of Jesus. They do not call out to see what God is going to do through Christ Jesus. There are great religions, big religions that have so many people in them. But it's not that of Jesus Christ. It's been a contention ever since the death and resurrection of Christ. That who is he? Was he the one? We want to make sure we're not worshiping the wrong one. I don't know. What do you think? I think we're worshiping the right one. Amen? When I ask, I get answers. When things come in front of me and the enemy growls in my face, it doesn't take too long to say, no, I rebuke you. We're not going to do that today, devil. You go find somebody else. Yeah. Now, don't you tell him go find Tom Hall. <laughs> I'm fighting my demons anyways. <laughs> but we know this thing is real. It is real. It's better to be a saint than it is to be an apostle. Because a saint makes you a child of God. Isn't that awesome? This major upgrade with all and every place, call on the name of Jesus Christ, both theirs and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You want to know what the will of God is for you? It is grace. Grace to you and peace from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul continues to write, and he says, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus. So he's, he's telling this impartation, this friend of his. They've been going together. They've been working together. He's been preaching in all the churches and just doing. You know, there's so many times that we come to church as we're supposed to come to church. We give as we're supposed to give. We shake somebody's hand like we're supposed to shake somebody's hand. And that we welcome somebody. Oh, I missed you last week. Were you okay? Or all of these things that we come in and we just take these little snippets and do things at church. And then we do things during the week. You know, you flip open your Bible and you read, you read a chapter or two. And people are like, well, man, I'm not doing anything. Well, that may be how you feel, but that's not the way the kingdom feels. You may feel like you're not doing much, but God, the king of the kingdom, he knows every time, every step that you take in faith, every step that you take in faith, he knows about it. Well, I'm just not doing very much. You have done already by receiving Christ you have done a great thing, a great thing for this world and even a greater thing for the world that we're going to. Amen. And what we want to do, we want to win while we're waiting. You know, there are people that backslide because Jesus hasn't come yet. That doesn't make sense to me. 
well, but I've been, been going to church for 40 years and Jesus hasn't come now. And, and so how do I know that he's ever going to come? No, what you need to know is that it, now you're 40 years closer to the coming of the Lord than you've ever been. And so that we must continue on and understand that we are in this kingdom. We are in this gospel. We have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. And it is sure and it is uh, held and kept by him because we dared to believe. And I just don't want you to just feel like you're not doing anything. I want you to find out you are doing things. Your, Your offerings, I don't know who gives what. Never. I never see a report who gives how much money. That's not my business. It's my business to bless your soul. Amen. To feed you uh, the best that we can. And so we want to we continue to do the right things while we're waiting for that final end to come and we usher into the kingdom of God. And so we just want to win. Um, win while you wait. Just have that in your mind that you're doing what, it's, what you're supposed to be doing. So many people, I don't know if they get bored or they just get, you know, it's, they just devalue. Remember the day you got saved? Can you remember the shine that was on your face? Did, did you cry when you gave your life to the Lord? Oh, Lord, have mercy, I cried. Just a kid. But I was crying, those tears coming down my face when Sister Emma prayed that salvation prayer. And I prayed with her. And from that moment on, God began to stir my spirit. And he's been so good to me. Amen. He's been so good to me. We have met so many wonderful people of God and have been a part of their life. Some people a bigger part, some people a little less of a part. But we're not here wasting anything. We're not here to waste. We are here to activate. And I want you to know that. We're not just waiting for the trumpet to sound. We are serving that we may reap from the harvest that is in the king's uh, hope and his agenda. God the Father said that he wants every place is filled, you know. And uh, so we're a part of that. And, And people say, well, but I don't do very much. But you are doing much. And I want you to know that. But you know what else? God doesn't just leave you to yourself. He doesn't just stay uh, away from you. He went on in verse uh, 3 and 4, said, Grace to you and peace from God our Father. God is giving you grace and giving you peace. Amen. Man, when things are horrible, what could be any better than, than peace? When you did mess up, you're human. You've messed up. Don't tell me you haven't messed up. Somebody asked me one time, they said, if you ever sinned, what would you? I said, excuse me? They said, if you've ever sinned, I said, you've lost your mind. 
What do you mean if I ever sinned? Jesus never sinned. The pastor's still human. <laughs> and so are you. Amen? We're walking this. We're walking this. And we can get sometimes in such a rhythm and such a complacency that we don't really understand what good that we are doing uh, in the culture around us and how that we can position ourselves in the kingdom of God to get ourselves closer to His will instead of ours and to continue being a part of the family of Christ. People just get to the place, you know, it, it's not much. I want you to know that every time you pray for somebody, God knows it. That every time you come to his house, he knows it. Every time you give in an offering, he knows it. He knows what you are doing. And he knows because it matters to him. He's not keeping that to, oh, yeah, I gotcha. He's keeping that knowledge to say, look at my son. Look at my daughter. Look at what they are doing for the kingdom of God. We're not just here for the kingdom of God to bless us. We're here to bless the kingdom of God. Amen. That we are a blessing to the kingdom of God. And I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ. The word grace there in the Hebrew is graciousness which was given to you by Christ. Can I remind you that you didn't just say a sinner's prayer and then go home. You entered into the kingdom of God. That little prayer that you prayed opened heaven's doors into your life. Sister Emma Camus, if you've been here any time, you know her and knew her. She's gone to glory. But she was the one that led me to Jesus. I was nine years old in a pretty packed Pentecostal church on Court Street. And she led me in that sinner's prayer. Nine years old. Probably didn't have a big trunk full of sins. But there was something in me that said, this is your time. This is your time. And when I saw her year, years later, we went sometimes, but the last time that I saw her in a nursing home near Shelbyville, Kentucky, I went in there and she said, well, Tommy Hall. She didn't say, well, Pastor Thomas Hall. <laughs> She said, well, Tommy Hall. And I said, well, Emma Camus. I said, it's good to see you today. And uh, we had a time. We had a good time. I said, Sister Emma, how did you see a preacher in that little boy? She said, it was obvious. She, she did. She threw her head back, threw her arm back. It was obvious. 
And I said, well, I'm glad it was obvious to you because, man, I tell you, this thing's got more in it than I thought it had. <laughs> there's, there's warfare in this thing. There's fighting in this thing, and there is. Well, there's devils that have come after you sometimes. I don't know if you ever have, but I have several times had people out of the occult just come to inform me that they're going to kill me. And I finally get the right answer because they've, they've been several of them and I'm still here. I'm still here. And I generally now, I say, now, listen, I've heard this before and I want to tell you that if you could have killed me, I'd be dead by now. But I tell you this, if you would turn from your God to my God, he'd save you too. Amen. Amen. We're not out to see them squashed. Wouldn't it be awesome to pull them out of the pits of hell? To pull them out. Amen. I don't know what lies they were talked to and what they were looking at, but I know this. I know what happens when you give your heart to Jesus Christ. I know that he never leaves you. I didn't say you don't feel like you've been left, right? But when, do, when did we start living by feelings? <laughs> it, we don't live by feelings. We live by faith. And it's by faith that has gotten us where we are. Amen. It, it's not been any other human being that came by and just kind of saved you, hopefully through the preachers or your Sunday school teachers or somebody and maybe stirred something inside of you and reminded you. And that's why I'm taking this a little bit long at this point because I want to remind you that you are doing something of eternal value, that you are doing something that's going to pull people out of the pit of hell, that you are a part of something that is building churches all the way around the world. Amen. We're a part of that. We're doing that. Why? Because there's the kingdom of God. Amen. The people of India and, and the bishop there. Man, I tell you, I get kind of weak knees when he comes by. Because that man is a man of God. He's a man of God. <laughs> I'm a man of God, but I look at him and I say, all right, I got a few questions for you. It's so good. So here you are on a Sunday, and you're sitting in the house of God. The children are in children's church. The worship has been wonderful. The ushers have come and taken your offerings. And I'm up here trying to preach. And God is on the throne. And God knows what's going to happen today before you'll know it. And God knows Amen, what he has planned for you. And so what I would suggest to you is for you to get on your knees and just say, God, I want to ask you what you got going. Now, a lot of people getting a little older, you may not be able to get on your knees. Just get on your couch. Yeah, fluff up that couch pillow and pray. I want you to know that what you've done has not been wasted. It's not been wasted. Souls have been saved more than we know. Uh, we've been, goodness, we've been on radio. We've had television programs. We've had all these things. And from time to time, man, you just walk over somebody. They said, you know, I got, I remember that sermon on that, that station. 
and they came to the Lord. I'm talking about winning while you wait. Win the battle while you wait. Don't just wait, because if you just wait, you're going to mess up. It's going to get long on you. But we're going to, we want to live a life that it, we're still moving forward, although we have been in the house of God for 50 years. He's still God. He still loves you. He still knows your name. He still has a gift of the Holy Spirit. He's still able to put money in your pocket. Amen. He knows your grandchildren because you're praying for them. And, and even the children. You notice once you start getting grandchildren, sometimes you got to work harder on the children. Right? Amen. And so we're going to win. If You can win while you're waiting. And he says to them, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God, graciousness that was given by Christ. Verse 5, that you were enriched. You were enriched. Somebody say enriched. That you were enriched. The definition of that is made wealthy, richly furnished. Amen. Made wealthy. You, because of the grace of God, by Christ Jesus, you are enriched. Richly furnished. Amen. In everything by Him. In all utterance, in all knowledge. That tells me don't just forget those utterance. Don't just forget those knowledges. Don't just forget who prophesied over you. Watch and see what God is going to do. He said that you are enriched in everything by him, in all utterance and knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. Even, oh, it's the same sentence. So that, verse 7, so that you come Short in no gift. Look at that in verse 7. See, you got to stay busy. You gotta, you've got to value what you are doing. Right? We value what you are doing. It changes everything. Yes, this church would not be here without you. Amen. But it's not just, you're not just going to be blessed here. God's going to bless you there. He knows it now. Ooh, that gives me, mm, I got some bumps up right up my back. He already knows what you are doing. He's already planning your arrival. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I long to go to heaven. But as long as I'm well in this earth, I'd just soon stay here for a while. I still got some people in my life I'd like to see for a while. I got a, got a grandson with all my granddaughters. I want to see them grown up. Amen. And I'll tell you what, I don't know yet, but he is with, with force. He's a strong guy. He's got some stuff going to come in the house. You're going to be like, whoa. <laughs> How good is it? All the youth rallies we've been to in our lives all over this country. Going into camp meetings, 
seeing what God had done. I think we may have gotten ourselves in a little place that we're just kind of rocky to sleep a little bit. And everything's just going okay. And, you know, kind of good. It's all right. We're on our way to heaven, praise God. But it may be time to get some of these camp, camp meeting preachers. You know, I mean, I can camp meet and preach, but I can't do all the preaching. I've learned that. This is the greatest life in the whole world. He knows it, he knew it, and he's going to do what he said he's going to do to you. He's going to receive you into his city. Because you bent your knee and you received Jesus Christ in your heart. Well, yeah, I did that, but then I, I made a mistake over here. Oh, that's especially, that, that's important. Because if you made a mess over here, you already confess Christ. And so they, that thing is not your problem. He sanctifies it. He sanctifies it. As Christians, we're not going to go to God and confess our sins. Because he has already destroyed them. He's destroyed them. He's not going to take time in heaven to go through all your mess ups. He forgave them. And it was his pleasure to do it. When we were younger, you know, a lot of the Pentecostal churches were real tough. You know, if you don't do this, and if you don't do that, Man, I thought sometimes we was going to go to hell before we got home, you know, because everybody's condemned. <laughs> but, you know, God has given me a revelation of his glory and a revelation of his kindness that the Bible literally says that it's not God's will that anyone should perish, but that all would come to repentance. Somebody ought to dance in the aisles. It's not... His will to condemn you. It's His will to celebrate you, to put your name in the book of life. He's already started on your mansion. He's already getting ready for you. And it's going to be just as brand new when you get there uh, than it is while they're building it. Amen. Amen. Did you read that in the Bible? Mansions. Mansions. Well, maybe you don't want a mansion. All right, tell them to put you an extra outhouse on the corner and just sit out there. But God the Father don't want to do that. He wants to give you a mansion. <laughs> he wants to give you more than you ever thought that he could give you. I think it was Benny Hinn that wrote a book on Close Encounters of the God Kind, or Jesse Duplantis. Thank you. Sherry, you always have to re remind me of that. Jesse Duplantis wrote that book. It's a great book. And, and Jesse went, the angels took him. When he went to God, he went up into heaven, and they showed him his mansion. And, and he said that when he walked in the door, it was this great opening, this great area where, you could, man, you could have formal dances and all of those things. And this big foyer, and there was staircases coming up on this side and, and the 
other side, and it was just stories, two or three stories high just in the foyer. And then he said there was a mural on the whole other end from where he came in the door. And he went to the mural, and he looked at that. And it wasn't just somebody's mural. It was his life. The painting of the person on the wall that God engages the angels to paint your journey. That you can always remember what God has done for you. Amen. He did it. It was his good pleasure. It's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Come on, you're not hearing me. It's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Why would we come short? Why would we say, God, I don't deserve it? He didn't say you deserved it in the first place. But it's his good goodness that wants to bless you with it. Amen? You know, you got to humble yourself sometimes. God does things that are greater than we can do it, but we receive it gratefully. Amen? And it, when he walked across the mural, the whole uh, lobby, and he saw the painting. It was his life. And so God's going to give us a constant reminder. Amen. I'm talking about winning while you wait. There are people that's losing out because they're saying it's not going to happen. Brother and sister, it will happen. It will happen. Stepping on the clouds. We will see Jesus. <laughs> and you're praying and you're reading your Bible. You're teaching children. You're coming in and giving offerings. And you see people out at Walmart and don't turn your shoulder around, but stop and say, hey, brother, hey, how are you doing today? Just be kind. Just be kind. Yeah, but I'm under a lot of pressure. Well, get out. Get out from under that pressure. Why'd you get under that? Get out of it. When the big pressure comes, just say to the pressure, you're too late. Jesus already saved me, delivered me, put my name in his book. Building is going on in the city of God. And so what you got to say, devil, is very temporary. And it's not even the truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, can we believe that? I can believe that. I can believe that. I've walked with him a long time. I've seen things I'll never tell you. <laughs> Probably because I forgot a lot of it. But I wrote down a lot of it, too. God's got a plan. God's got a plan. And I tell you this right now, Tom Hall ain't going down. I'm going up. Amen. Oh, it may take a, 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 a couple minutes to get a name out or something. That's all right. Don't you worry about me. You can pray for me, but don't you worry about me. Because your God is my God. And my God is your God. Right? 
And all together, I give you permission to pray for me every day. And when the entirety of the victory has come, I'll make sure you are among the first people that will know it. Amen. Because I'm telling you something. For about a half an hour, I've done something that I could not do. And that was talk for a half an hour with a voice. But today I did. Is that all right? <laughs> so let me speed up and I'll get you out in a few minutes. He said, I thank my God always concerning for you for the grace of God was, which was given to you by Christ Jesus. That you were enriched. That you were enriched. If you're poor in the kingdom, what did you do with your riches? You are enriched. Not only are you enriched, which means made wealthy, richly furnished. You're not getting the secondhand stuff, but the best stuff. That you were enriched in everything by Him, in all utterance and all knowledge. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you waiting for Jesus to come? Eagerly waiting. Thank you, Father. He says, He will confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? You? Blameless? Is God crazy? <laughs> He's not crazy. He's good. You're not elevated because of your goodness. You are elevated because he took his goodness and gave it to you. Right? It's his city. It's his glory. We are his people. We're not going to be feeling like we don't belong there. Oh, no, 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 no. And so he says, you got to stay. You got to keep on going. Be enriched in everything so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting, who will also confirm you to the end. Verse 8, who will also confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, the devil may tell you that God threw you away a long time ago and you need to just go right back in his face and cause him what he is. He is a devil. The Bible said he has no truth in him. Amen. He, he don't just lie on his behalf. He has no truth in him. No truth. Man, that'd be a hard way to live. I mean, if, if, if you had bubble gum and I said, Hey, do you have bubble gum? Uh, nope. Take all that energy just over bubble gum. 
There's no truth in him. The devil has no truth in him. No. Somebody say no. No truth in the devil. All truth in Christ. Amen. So that puts you in the right place. And that puts me in the right place today. Hallelujah. Winning while you wait. People get tired when they're waiting. So you need to stir it up. You just need to stir it up. Amen. I'm going to finish up in verse 9. No, I didn't read 8. 1 Corinthians 1.8, who will also confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. You blameless? Huh. That's funny. Right? Is, is that not funny to anybody else? <laughs> Verse 9, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son. And in case you don't know who that is, he goes on and says, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Brother and sister, I want to tell you something I believe is true. That we have more opportunity to seize the kingdom in these days than the prophets of old had in their days. We have more revelation. The kingdom has continued to move and continued to form. And we are in better days than those Old Testament prophets. And they were great men of God. But you know what? God has saved a generation for the day of the kingdom. So he says, I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. That's called unity. Unity. You speak the same thing and that there be no division. Somebody say no. No divisions among you. But that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. That's a miracle, and God has made the church a miracle. He has made the church a miracle in its entity. 1 John 1, 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. I don't know where you've been, but I've been around this world. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the kingdom of God is not poor. It's not broken. It's not hiding. The kingdom of God is bold, strong, <laughs> and ready. There's going to be other opportunities before the end comes, but we're going, to, we're going to take this church of the living God and we're going to stir it up. We're just going to stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Amen. 
We ain't waiting on a pizza down the road. We're waiting for the king to come. Amen. Now, if you want a pizza, you go ahead and get it. But we keep your eyes on the sky. He's coming. He's coming. Well, how do we know when he's coming? I know when he didn't come. So that cuts that chunk out. <laughs> I know when it didn't happen, but I know now it's closer than ever before. Stand with me, would you? We're believing. We are believing. Sometimes people are asking, you know, what do the doctors say? And I'll be honest with you, the doctors don't know what to say. For the last 10 years, they've not been able to diagnose me. So what do you do? Keep praying. Keep serving. Keep loving the Lord. Be humble. But take his promises to the bank. I said, take his promises to the bank. He's a good God. And I got to tell you, I know it's heartbreaking sometimes when somebody you love is going through a battle. But don't take that weight. You just speak on beyond that. Pray for me. But beyond this, because honestly, I'm better. I'm better. But I don't think I'm quite 100% yet. But I think God's been with me today. Amen. Is that a word you can live with? Praise God. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you touched my life when I was a boy. And you put my name in the book of life. And I know so many people in this house, the same thing happened to them. God, you watched me grow up, meet a girl, and fall in love. Marry her. Bless her heart. Forty years now. Look what God has done calling from India. They're calling from Africa. They want to know when Church of the Living God can come back. So far, we've had to say not quite yet. But we'll stay in touch. Because we love those people. We love them. We want to be a part of them. And I want you to know that Church of the Living God is doing well. I believe that God is going to just put the, the topping on this season, sweeten it up, and turn it to our good. Amen. Lord, have mercy. If I can't write a book on that's 10 years, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I love you. I've been offered churches. I got one. I got the right one. 
Oh, but this church, they run more. They, they have more people. Don't even, don't even tell me because I ain't looking. When I left Danville, Kentucky, I left when God lifted the burden. I knew that very specifically. And I was just a young man. What? Was I 28 yet? Somewhere in there. About 28 years old. I will know if God tells me I've got another assignment. I'm not asking for it. And I hope you're not asking for it. Because I love this house. I love this atmosphere. And I love these people. We put some of the greatest people in the grave that you could ever imagine. But we're going to a city that has not one little grave in all that land. And we will never mourn again. Come on, saints. Come on, saints. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is doing just fine. And so is the church of the living God. And we appreciate what you've done for that. Amen. Thank you for listening today to the Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you are blessed by today's word. If you would like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.